Hello, hello, and welcome back to From the Bar. This is season two. And as always, first and foremost, this is Ife on the mic. Yeah, and hi, everyone. This is Olamide. Uh, welcome to season two of From the Bar. So we've got a guest today, and this is a man that I have been begging to come on for a while, um, NK. So today we're going to be talking about all things entertainment and entertainment law. We're going to be talking about music, and at the end we're going to you know shoot the shit a little bit. But before we start all of that, NK, please introduce yourself to the people. Like read them, you know your your LinkedIn bio. Before we start, if I need to I need to dispel the rumor that if I beg me, I've been begging you as well, so we can make it. Ha! Do we show the audience the our text messages? Ha! Do you know what? Mm-hmm. No. NK is the one who mentioned it the first time. <laughs> After that, it's me that was begging. I had to answer. Maybe I don't even have his correct phone number. Oh. Because what was going on? Maybe you have two numbers. Huh. You know huh. two but it's okay. So, NK, please, you know, I mean, tell the people about, you know, let the ones that don't know, let them know. So, so, so hi, everyone. My name is Emmanuel Kamara. And, uh, the full government. Yeah. NK is from the first two letters of my last name. It just started from secondary school. Everyone was tired of trying to pronounce my last name. And one guy just said NK. And they used to use it in football. And then the next in the whole school was calling me. I actually never knew that. It was calling me NK. And it stuck till forever. But yeah, NK, um, I'm a lawyer. What kind of lawyer practice? <laughs> we're still dabbling our hands in, in some things. a man of many talents. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I, I did my first degree in law. I have a master's in law as well. Energy and natural resources as well. Um Never used that masters until very recently, but at least we've not wasted the money. Yeah, I've not wasted the school fees that they paid. <laughs> so NK already said that he's a man of many talents, but today it's his talents in, or rather his experience, both on both sides of the table in entertainment law that brings us here today. So NK, tell us what does being an entertainment law lawyer like? What does that entail? Like, what are you actually doing? I think my best explanation of what you're doing as an entertainment law lawyer is protecting rights. You're protecting rights. So you have a client who has talent, who has people who have seen that he has talent and he can do one or two things, sing, act, whatever it is, and make people go, wow. But you're protecting his rights in the things that, um, that, that he's being paid for. People have no idea how many um, how many facets of the law protect or are available for a for for a talent. There's so many things with respect to like your the the monies that accrue to you, the monies that you should be paid, what you're entitled to, what um, what the law provides for the tenor of these of of your, of your rights. It's, it's so complicated. Even sometimes when I'm looking at legal documents, I'm like, bruh. People look down at entertainment law and think it's just jokes and it's bands. It's cool. It sounds nice. But there's some there's some documents I look at. I'm like, Lord God Almighty. But it's actually cool and it does sound nice. You can admit it's, it. It's like I'm a tech lawyer. But bruh, do you know those do you know those sec regulations? Do you know those CVN seculars? Same thing. Yeah. So. Um, I'll just ask because I I've seen your profile. You have a SoundCloud um, SoundCloud profile. <laughs> <laughs> so is a music stalkers. Well, you're not only practicing in that area; you're mm. also earning money mm. from there. But I want to ask, what exactly made you study law? Like, why did you decide to study law? 
uh, in the spirit of full disclosure, <laughs> I've been using that line a lot lately. I think I was told I'm a lawyer from like my earliest memories of myself. My mom would say, you're a lawyer. So it wasn't doctor, engineer, or lawyer. It was lawyer. They gave doctors to somebody else in ah, the family. It's true. <laughs> Actually, we're going to get to that in a bit, but yeah. Yeah, so they gave the doctors to someone else. and they, You know, Nigerian parents, oh, you argue a lot about that, God. But I doubted that decision because I kept thinking, I'm really drawn to music. I'm really drawn to... I loved music so much when I was growing up. And then... We're going to talk about that as well. Yeah. So law was kind of imposed on me until... Really until I got into uni and realized that there genuinely was a flair for it or is a flair for it. All right. So um, what exactly is the Nigerian entertainment scene like I, and i'm talking about the legal aspect yes yeah, yeah. so we know ashake releases songs like almost every day <laughs> and um there are people being signed to record the bells every day but what exactly is it like um in the field as a lawyer f- f- at least how, how is it for you or rather i just want to add to what lamley said like what is it like also as a lawyer looking at the entertainment industry like are there certain things that you're seeing and you're like I can't believe that people are doing this. I mean, we hear about this in the industry in every country. People say, you know, the kind of deals that people are signing, Mm -hmm. kind of situations people are getting themselves in. So Mm -hmm. when you look at the Nigerian entertainment industry Mm -hmm. from a lawyer's point of view, with Mm -hmm. your own personal experience that we're going to get to, like, what do you see? What's the landscape looking like? Landscape at the moment is there's a lot of investment that's going on. I was telling someone... How else can Ashake drop album? Yeah, yeah. Like, I was telling someone... I was trying to listen to an alternative R&B acoustic playlist on Apple Music. I, I was tired of listening to Afrobeats. I needed something that was not regular. And every two, three songs is an acoustic Afrobeats song. I'm like, God, can I escape this? No, do you this? know what? Like, to interrupt, okay, I have a beef with this. Like, I've always said, I'm tired. Clubs in Nigeria, please sprinkle some Beyonce. Just small. So yeah. maybe it's Black Eyed Peas. Just small, small. Not every day. I think, yeah, you're, you're not every day. <laughs> what do you mean? No, no, no. <laughs> this argument with someone and they said oh in the uk do they play afrobeats and i said yes even in 2013 when i was in uni they were at least play um oliver and they would play azone too but here just afrobeats 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 are small it's fine. bad because even that's why they're bringing their money here so but we're seeing a lot of investment in our scene because they're seeing that consumers want afrobeats so, for example, I'll yeah, tell so you... so, guys, they're playing Last Last and Tiwa Savage in Selfridges. I can, I can speak yeah, to that. Yeah. So, I'll tell you for free. Um, Empire, who is the label whose structure has focused on distribution deals as opposed to... Mostly on distribution deals as opposed to traditional owning um, your masters or licensing your masters. They, they focus mo- mostly on distribution deals. Empire promotes its African artists or its Nigerian artists more than everybody. And Empire is the is the is the company behind Ashake's album. Does anyone remember the name of the um the label that was it the band signed to? That was with um with Kanye West. See I, I put good these music. guys on the spot. They Kanye didn't know I was going to ask this. Kanye West. Good music, yeah. It was a change yeah. Big Sean. Big Sean there. Yeah, I was thinking I was testing. So it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a good music and um, what's that Don Jazzy's label at the time? Mohits. It was a JV. It was a JV. Mohits Records. Yeah. Don Jazzy again. You know when you say that we don't have like um, alternative songs that are not Afrobeat, I think it's because we've decided to um, box 
Afrobeats into a corner. Into, into one, one yeah, genre. Corner. Yeah, because really, like, Afrobeats is a particular... It's a particular sound. It's not necessarily. The Can kind I of say, if mm-hmm. that I hate this argument? I'm always surprised on Twitter. Every two to three business days, <laughs> I hate this argument because there's a larger argument that is it Afro beats fella or is it Afro beats what we know it currently? I hate this argument. So I think it's just nomenclature. <laughs> I hate it. I, I, I disagree. I don't think it's nomenclature. Hey. No, the reason why I don't think it's nomenclature is yes, a lot of these things sound like they're they are derivatives from fella sound. Yeah. But nobody really does. It's just one or two people that actually can replicate or do replicate that sound mm-hmm. in the manner in which Fela actually created, created it. Yeah, yeah. Because if you look at it, Afrobeat is actually not really Fela. It's more of Fela Tony Allen sound, mm. double kick. So when you have like a double kick in your, mm. in your what's it called, in your sound, like the way he plays, yeah. like, and the people who still play... Um, and the female, the female backup today, artists, yeah. the horns... The thing is, you have people that even use talking drums today, and people are saying, oh, Afrobeat. Fella never used a talking drum. So, like, that's like different, different sounds. And the thing is, it gives like a distinct sound. Guys, I've never seen anybody break down Fella sound the way that I. Uh, Guys, yeah, used to has me normally oppressing Olamide, but today I'm clearly going to be taking the silent back seat <laughs> because I'm the one that was stupid enough to pick entertainment as the topic in between two music lovers. Guys, if you do know, Olamide used to produce music in the olden days, so I'm really on you the You got yourself out into here. a studio, by the way. Like, but I was going to say that like, I sometimes feel like everybody from this region that produces music sometimes just gets pigeonholed into being called, oh, they're doing Afro beats. Yeah. Like, by people looking from the outside. So I actually think that's what's actually affecting a different sound from coming out. Because anyone that produces music now, no matter what the kind of music is, I mean, short of being, you know, the most love song ballad. And even then, we just say it's Afro beats, but it's not. Quick question. It's alright. It's just, like, when people... For instance, all like, like, Baja. No one can really tell you that this is Lapaja's style of music. Mm-hmm. Lapaja had soul. Mm-hmm. Lapaja had what you call rumba. So like the rumba sound. Well, in these days, mm-hmm. it would all be called Afrobeats. But Nkei wanted to say something. Yeah. I was going to say that with, with the, the current um, trend of Afrobeats popping everywhere in the world, should we really be worried about nomenclature now? Or is it a thing of take the success, take the wave first, and worry about nomenclature later? Maybe it's important that you do both at the same time, so you're not being called what you're I, not. I don't know. I feel like the reason why I'm bringing it up is I'm sure that there's... I'm thinking more about the artists who are producing music that's not Afrobeats and who they're don't want to be else. considered as Afrobeats because that's not what they're doing. Unless you would argue that they should just write the Afrobeat success wave and worry about artistic integrity at the end. Yeah, it's a problem because they'll write it down and that's history. Exactly. That's the thing. That's the danger in not defining the sound now from the grassroots just right because we're probably even far too gone in it yeah but and that's the problem everyone who sounds or who produces music from our continent is regarded as afrobeat yes because i'm even trying to think of the songs now there's obviously there's baby by the flavor but what's that um song what's the song from the Ghanaian girl that everyone uses for like their wedding I'm 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 Um, Gyaki yes I'm trying Gyaki there's a really popular song that's escaping me now that and last last 
they are not in the same genre. They're not the same thing. But they're Afrobeats. The they're most, the most appropriate. They just start calling it black music. They just say like music from Africa. No, no. The most accurate definition of what we're doing is Afrofusion because we pick elements from mm. everything. Yes, but, yeah, yes. This is now. I don't like the idea of Afro. That Afro. I think that arguments for every subsect of this thing. Yeah. Instance now you have people who are making proper soul music. Like mm. there are guys that are mm. very good. People like Praise. Uh, hmm. Praise, Praise. I released them. I love Chicken. Chicken loves him. It makes amazing music. I used to doubt him before, and I'm and I'm. His new album, his old album. I'm an apologist now. From from beginning to end. The only thing is, everyone has now boxed Chicken into a corner where he actually has to produce music that sounds like Afrobeat now. When we knew Chike, Chike was a soul artist. So, he was the boo yes. of the boo less. His vocal, the, the tone. Oh, yeah. Back to the law. <laughs> do, we, do, we, do we have to? I mean, <laughs> do we have to? But okay, I mean, I would then ask, kind of similar to the last question I asked about the law, like, what would you say are the pitfalls and the advice that as a lawyer you would give people in the industry. And again, that goes back to my example. I'm always hearing, especially in like America and England, where people are signing 30 album deals for for $500,000 or selling mm-hmm. masters, all those things. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, bringing it back to a Nigerian context, you know, are there things as a lawyer, like you'd be like, see, you want to almost slap people in the industry and be like, wake up, you yeah. check this thing, read yeah. your contract. Yeah. The first time I ever reviewed a proper record label deal was... Um, was my friend who was wondering how to get off his contract and he had signed a 360 deal with a record label. Hey, I've been hearing that 360 deal. Please, what's a 360 deal? So a 360 deal basically is a deal where your record label takes every single thing that produces money. If you get into a performance, if you sing sing at an event, they take money. If you get into, what's it called, an advertisement deal, if you get into, um, what's it called, uh, anything you do, the music you make, your music videos, you get into film, you venture out into film, they have a cut in every single thing. And everyone is shying away from that more and more these days because they're like, hey, even the, the trend now is, I don't even want to give you my masters anymore. I want to license my masters to you with revisionary interest so that after the term of what I give to you, you still have a period of time where you enjoy royalty payments from that thing or you can license it out and make money off of it. But revisionary interest ultimately comes back to me. Have you been saying that thing about like, is it future, maybe Kanye selling his entire, what's it called now? His, his entire, catalog. His entire catalog. Yeah. I remember there was a time oh. some while back that Taylor Swift, because I'm a Swifty, guys. Oh, God. Guys, the, the music is banging. Stop it. That's the that only person Taylor that needs was... to be featured on Africa. I think that Portable can do that. If you've had... Who did his Rema and what's that girl? Oh, Selena Gomez. Selena Gomez and Rema. Oh, no, no. Rema. Rema. So we need we need Portable and Taylor Swift soon. <laughs> no, I can't lie. When I saw when I saw and I say this and I think I'm the only one that can actually say this in this room because I actually used to bang Taylor um, Selena Gomez at a point like when I was like younger. When I saw featuring Selena Gomez, I was like, what was going it on? It confused me. And I and I forwarded to one of my friends in who works in the music industry. We had this discussion and I said, I feel like what's happening now with a lot of international artists that are that are pairing with Nigerian artists. I mean, what was it Madonna and is it Fireboy? Fireboy, Fireboy, uh-huh. Fireboy. And I said, I feel like obviously for the Nigerian artists, for them, it's the exposure, right? And I feel like for the international artists, for them, it's like, clout is not the word, but it's like, 
it's, there, it's, it's that artistic riding edge. a wave it's the artistic edge they're mm-hmm. like i'm that edgy i'm that versatile like i'm also you know doing afro beats i'm on the new cool as well I'm exactly on like, like, cool. Sharon, yeah. like I, I think that's what it is because for them it's not really exposure mm-hmm. i mean yes it brings them it'll expose them to a new market but we all knew who Selena gomez was before before yeah, i actually i agree with you that's why it's not only exposure but you know there's one part we don't look at it's the fact that we listen to a lot of music yeah, we do. They actually did not used to tap into this market properly. So, a lot of Kanye time, West was doing it to speak for the rest of them. A lot of time, when you listen to these people, they are usually uh, pirated uh, what's called versions of their song. They were not actually in the market. Yes, they were known. That's true. In, in, the, in, in, in my uni secondary school days, yes. They, they, they were known, but they were not in the market. But now, the, the, the kind of penetration that yes, makes them I mean, money. Spotify coming tonight, Amazon Prime, you know, Japa to Amazon Prime. So I was going to come back to this actually on trends. Yeah. yeah. And look at, our, look at our population. Just the numbers. Even if it's 10, 10% of our population that is listening to music. Can I make a comment about, these, about this thing mm-hmm. of, of population? What's the conversion rate? How much yeah, is being converted to numbers? How really have, like, audio ten. Mac, if you see the numbers on Audio Mac, Artists don't make amazing money from Audio Mac. The payout for the ones that even pay, most of it is free streaming. But the ones that have that sign up and get paid, the royalty rate is really low. But no, I'm really glad that these subscription services are finally coming to Africa. I mean, Spotify. I'm glad I can finally use a Nigerian card to pay but, for that, especially but, now that. But they're suffering. They're suffering. Okay. If you come going to the market first, no matter the risk, is always the best thing to do because the amount of people that Apple Music is sitting on. My God, Apple Music chart. It's, it's, the thing is. People will say, oh, Spotify is better, Spotify is better. For me, I have an I Apple. prefer Spotify. I would rather, rather use my Apple Music. I, prefer Spotify. I don't find Apple Music that user-friendly, but I'm not used to. I'm used to Spotify. So I, was, I used to pay for Spotify with my UK card. And so when they came to Nigeria, I was like, fine. Also, I don't even know how they can. The prices they charge, 3K, 5K, versus the 10, 10 pound I was paying in the UK, 9, 15 pounds. How does that work? <laughs> and here, they're, paying, they're charging like 3K. So, so, Netflix, so they, model, like 3K. They, model, they model their products according to the markets. So in emerging markets where... Well, are they you, making money then? Yeah, the thing is, the access to shows... Oh, it's volume. Same, it's not the same. The volume. And there's the volume in Nigeria. The volume. But like, I'm honestly at this point, I'm a slave. I, I tweeted about this and I, and I never tweet. I'm a slave to subscription services now. I've got Netflix. I've got Spotify. I've got Showmax. Mm. I, I now have Amazon Prime. Please, HBO and Disney Plus. When are, Hulu, mm. when are you coming? I'm waiting for you guys. The thing is, I think it gives you access. When you are on this subscription platform, mm-hmm. you, you can access anything you really want to do. If I want to watch a movie mm-hmm. and you say, oh, the movie is on this or is on that, the fact that I'm on that thing, I don't need to go to a cinema. I don't need to, like, stress myself. And you don't need to pirate. Yeah, it's just my, just my phone. Honestly, I haven't been watching pirated things since uni. Like, I don't bother anymore. But Uncle no. wanted to say something. Two things, however. I think that the first one is, it's changed viewership culture. Absolutely. When, before, 20, before the pandemic, if you told me I should go to a cinema, I'll rush at it. I had not been to a cinema until last month since 2019. I can't lie, I'm still a cinema girl, but I, I, I like the experience. Since But I see why. I see why. But I fell into that couch of go on TV and watch what you're looking for. Also, I think that a problem that you have with these subscription services right now is 
um, you saw that thing that Netflix was had lost a lot of um, yeah, yeah, money. And I'm always seeing recently. a rumor or another about one new crazy thing Netflix wants to implement. Yeah, gaming. There was a thing about gaming. Oh, they do have game. games. They've started. Yeah, they've implemented weird. gaming. It, why would I? Why would I want to do that on there? <laughs> but competition is really coming at Netflix. You know, you, you know the truth is, you you say okay, why would I want to play? One experience. The internet has made us so interconnected that it just takes one person. I, I can remember this game, Flappy Bird. Yeah. That game had oh. no, no UI, no UX, nothing. <laughs> that game was just vibes. But that game actually worked in the internet. But they've not rolled out their gaming properly. Because it's like it just showed up. And uh, huh? Oh yeah, I was so confused. I didn't I thought maybe it was a film, I thought it was, was it a hack? I was really confused what it was. But I think also it must be hard for like the people that are working in Netflix Nigeria, they must be sweating no because kinda like Amazon Prime is coming and they're coming in hot. So I just saw them everywhere. So, I don't so, remember so, Netflix Nigeria uh, having that Netflix kind of rollout. Yes. Yeah. First and, to, and Netflix Nigeria is big. First to go to market. First to go to market and you have the advantage. They have the the most deals at the moment with the leading production company, Ebony yes. Life. You've you've Every wrapped in the, film, the JVs ahead of time, the production JVs, the best the best products will be coming more from here. And I know that Amazon Prime came with this den of thieves that they launched mm-hmm. when they when they when they and they had to do a big market launch. Even Spotify did a big market launch. So I've seen what I said is in the trend that we're seeing right now is a lot of them are now rushing to market penetration. But the guys who went in first and took the, the risk to starting up yes. in the market that they were not sure about, in quote, were leading with the entertainment thing. So it's what you're saying that HBO and Hulu and Disney Plus, they're coming. Because I even saw Disney Plus getting some flack because they released this, like, um, Nigerian cartoon on Disney. And people were like, but Disney Plus is not even here. Uh, yeah, so I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the thing Netflix cashed out. I, I don't know which. I think it was King of uh, King of Boys. Ah, like one of my favorite. Honest, and you know, it's a very interesting conversation. As I like well. that you brought King of Boys. I'm going to raise. I, I, it's one of my favorite, actually, Nigerian films. And I think you can really track how Nollywood has changed. Right. I think one of the first films I would use to track how Nollywood changed was actually Wedding Party. Like Wedding there, Party, there was like an a era. film that kind of yes, I would almost call Wedding Party as like that beginning of the era of like. And Nigerian films in cinema, but like in cinema in a way that we were taking seriously. Like you'd actually go and want to watch it. It would be interesting. I would actually chart New Nollywood. I would all, I would put Wedding Party would as like almost the start. I'm not you, saying the first two. No, yeah, but, but I would say really kind of the start. And then King of Boys is kind of the start of like the streaming ones. Yeah, I, I think this um, streaming thing actually has reduced piracy or the effect of piracy. I mean, oh yeah, oh, oh, a whole lot. The truth is a whole lot. We we can say oh um the what's it called? There was a, a revolution with wedding party. But I disagree because I do I've as well. Watching, I've been watching mainframe movies like right from Guys, still two for one no. Are you kidding? Figurine, figurine is what exactly? Well, I actually watched figurine. Did anyone ever? Did anyone ever see, ever see 1972? Yes. Yeah. Also on was it on Netflix or something? It I is on it. Netflix I now. I was really into like it's on Netflix know. now. Yeah. It's so good. But for me, I think that one thing I agree with Landy is first of all, somebody should agree with me. First of all, it stopped piracy, and then what is also changed that we're seeing is the model in which um, people roll out their films, production companies. What is our what is our plan for recouping investments or for making money, ultimately profit from these things? Before people will just go to the cinema and cinema runs are how long? Maybe two months. I don't know how long. I'm, so like probably like two months cinema run or three months. And probably even is the fact that cinema runs are probably shorter now. 
So you have cinema runs. Oh yeah, they do like joints where even abroad they will bring out in the cinema for a little bit and then they will now put it on the stream platform or they will do like a joint rollout. That used to be before, but what happens after that? The pirates get a hold of it. When you go to yeah, market, I pirates being get like 13, it. I'm buying DVD. See, DVD on it. Ah, God, when last time you saw a DVD in traffic? The Secret Life of American Teenagers or something. That show where people were always getting American Pie. You know, Ooh. and actually like buy it on like the street. There's this guy beside my so house. So you once you go to market, you've just told pirates, hey, free to touch. Now, what's happening to the cinemas? Cinemas are there, but people are cutting it short. So I'll give you probably like a one-month cinema run, mm, and I'm yeah. licensing it to a DSP. Oh, I'll send it to you. There's actually a YouTube um, thing I, I watched once. I don't know if it was from like Vice or one of these like companies. And it was talking mm. about actually how cinemas have been affected, how the runs have shortened. Well, yeah. I'll send it to you. So after the cinema runs, you go to the DSP, the international DSPs, the Netflix, the Amazons, and you're saying, hey, I'm licensing it to you for a period of so time and so time. And the money that you could make off of it, whereas you could be losing a huge chunk of that profit to to pirate because after that it was like dvds in where before we had streaming services it was dvds DVD. i actually used to buy dvds yes. i was you one know, of those people you know, you know cinemas are also trying to rebrand so now they're trying to give you an experience rather than you just coming to watch a movie that's why you see the structure in ebony life is one where you sit you, know, you can recline your seat oh, ebony life one is no, i think cinemas yeah. have always kind of had that whole experience oh, right. thing, Ebony, but I, felt Ebony Life is actually my good. favorite one, but I like it, it because it doesn't have lots good. of food traffic. That's why I like it. No, um, the experience thing is now very emphasized. Yep, yep. Or else, why should I leave my house? Hmm. Why? Why should I leave my house? But like going back to the initial question that brought us here, like what are some of what some of the things as a lawyer? Because when you see people doing the entertainment industry, or maybe you don't know they did this, but like suspecting this is what they did, you almost want to slap them and say, ah, do better. Why you, sign, why you sign a 360 in this day and age? <laughs> the thing is, that thing is pure slavery. So, the first <laughs> time I ever heard of the 360 deal yeah. was when I, I had a younger friend from Nini. She used to work with like a modern agency. Mm-hmm. And she started doing influencer work. Yeah. And the agency would want to collect money from the influencer work that she's doing. They didn't scout for the work for you. They didn't do anything. And they but she to signed to the agency. you increase your profile now. Which profile? What? See, we should not bite me. So, 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 I think that what people need to realize is the broader structure of this thing is IP. IP is like people say content is king now. You need to look at it. That thing you have, I'll give an example from my own life. I've not released music since 20, God, that's a long time, since 2019. And every month I get my dollar checks from music I've done since 2019. God, when? Every month. So what, what what deals are you going to sign? You have to make sure that, do you always need a record label deal? You don't always need a record label deal. An example is Buju. Buju is signed on a distribution deal with Empire. That's, that's what I was going to say, that distribution deals are better than record label deals these days. These days. Ex- except, except, except you must know what structure. You must know what value you're trying to get. If you're not an artist who has a strong team that can take your music and push it to the channels it needs to be pushed, then... You, you lean towards a distribution deal because these guys have the markets, they have the plugs, they are connected to the DSPs, they have the playlist that can put your music on. You put your music out there, the channels take it and it flies. But if you have a strong team and you don't need a distribution deal, what you would like is a huge advance so that you do the things you need to do. Um, why don't you go ahead and have... But I don't even advise people, most times, why do you need a record label full-on deal? Why don't you just get a licensed deal as opposed to an assignment of that record right? so did you you didn't have a record deal when you were in I didn't have a record deal I was independent so, you were independent right? then it used to actually be very expensive to have record deals 
Yeah. So now I think it's still very expensive. Record deals. Record deals. If you've done your groundwork, and you go to the table and say, you know, for example, Drake. After he dropped, there was a project he dropped. He went independent. And now recently I heard, is this Sonny that tried to sign Drake? The money that's on the table for Drake... Drake is not signed to a label? He wasn't. And then he went independent because he has his own outfit over you. And then he then went back to label structure. Bruh, the money... Because what 5% of Drake is not 5% of any other person. Drake gives you 5%. You know what you'll be eating on. So if you're, if you're an artist who's done the groundwork as an independent artist, you're finally now going to the table to, to negotiate a... What's it called? To negotiate a record deal. Bro, you have the upper hand because you've proven it by yourself. Okay, so but, let me ask you a random question then. If you were one of these, you know, big shots with all the money and you were going to buy somebody's entire... What's it called? Their collection or their master's? Catalog. 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 Who are, whose catalog are you buying? In International nine, artist. Jesus Christ. That's the hard question. Or a Nigerian artist, if that one's easier. Whose entire catalog are you buying? Because obviously you need to pick someone that's profitable, someone you know you I'll can I'll buy Peace Quest catalog. Of everybody. I'll buy Peace Square. I'm going to give you the David the Olamdes, the Bonas. Peace Square, old school. Burner, new school. I'd actually buy Lagbaja. Okay, I promise you. If I... You will not make money from Lagbaja. I will. No, that's I heard Lagbaja you know, song at any He's going to be using Peace Square as a soundtrack for every film. No, let me tell you why. Have you seen Peace Square's numbers? Again. No, yeah, they have numbers, but now the thing is... Peace Square, The versatility of Lagbaja's sound is... Mm, okay, okay. okay. Can, can can you ask this question again? He's he's made me rethink it. Let me tell you why. Okay, Let me tell you why he's made me rethink it. Let me tell you why he he made me rethink it because if you're buying a catalog, you what you want to do is sync deals. Take these things to like PlayStation. Get synchronization. Get um, what's it called? Um, license. They're not going to play Labaja on PlayStation. But you probably. But but no but Skelele just get on FIFA 23. You're not going for 23. Skelele go on FIFA 23. But I think that I think that syncing or licensing to someone to PlayStation especially is one of the most random thing in the world. How did Skelele get there? Talking about games. Games. Skelele is on FIFA 23. Came out this week. That's the randomness of Labaja's sound. He has like. But I can't imagine trying to select my team, and I'm hearing. Wherever <laughs> you are. No, no, now that's no. You have to do that in Hollywood now. When when they have a really sad moment, like where they they are. Baby, baby. Yeah, that's, that's, the, that's one song. You have the. Congo uh, below. Congo below. Um, what's it called? This clearly a Labaja fan. Like the thing is, that's one catalog that I, if I lay my hands on, I know that. Okay. With the right I'll go. For, I'll go for Burner Boy. Burner Boy has. A plethora of international sounding songs. But you know the benefit I think of it, like a Labaja, is someone who, and I'm not saying Labaja is not, you know, a go-to legend, but someone that you can get for a price that's reasonable, and then and then take it. Okay, because Burner Boys can't go to be expensive, and where you can't will cost you. Might not take you any. Might not take you any further than Hmm. where it already is. It's a very important question. So it needs to be someone you can scale. Santi would be a good. Santi has some good sounds that you can really scale with. Guy, I'll put Chike on any. You will not Chike watch a single well. Nollywood movie where they will have romance. You don't even, movie, you don't even, you don't even in Nollywood. You'll be going Hollywood. Oh, true. Because he sounds. There's some songs I mean, I'm like, is you'll this? See, is this? See, I'm thinking uh, Jessica is. Chike will be playing the background. Exactly. You see his song with. Uh, he did a song with Files recently. Oh, is it Bendel? Bendel? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I heard. It, I thought oh, it was this guy. Down. What was it again? What's I that American guy that that sounds like Michael Jackson? Um, the the weekend. I thought it was the weekend singing. I was like, Chike. <laughs> Chick- 
Okay. That's what the song that won me. I wasn't a fan before. This is a Chike fan. I wasn't a fan before. He won me over with that song. No, it was. Ah, what's that Chike song? I'm going to check my. But no, Boo of the Bullets. Was I Bullets at the time? I don't know. But when I heard Boo of the Bullets, I was like, and there's this one now, this Pour Me a Drink on his new album that I've ruined. But I love sad music is my jam. I can't understand what that is. It depression is love he's talking about in that song. I'm not sure. Anyone. (laughs) (laughs) But Chike's catalog would be amazing. I co-signed it. I want to bring in that you know social media and TikTok. My God, TikTok, TikTok. Oh. No, TikTok has changed. Oh, so there's a question. I was listening to a a space on Twitter. It was a music review space. Virality as the quality of music. There's a problem now. Hmm. Sometimes virality brings. Anymore. Sometimes I think virality sits maybe sixty percent towards somewhere in the middle because there's songs that we would skip before. And then TikTok just brings out the beautiful part of the song. We're like, how did we skip this song? A perfect example is Soweto by Victoni that's popping right now on TikTok. My that, God, you see, you know, I skipped that song. song. So how how, how does that go? Soweto until, uh, what's it called? It was two days ago mm-hmm. that I came across the song. I'm like, I've listened to this album. And I didn't play Soweto. This song did not even make an impression. As Sorry, as somebody hum it for me, I beg. Don't let them remove Co- remove us. Copyright infringement. Copyright infringement. Fair now. use, fair use, critique, it's review, and but the length of time that you, the amount of time yeah, that you, not, I'm not, yeah, I'm not benefiting from it. It was just mm. it came up in the course of our discussion. Yeah, but yeah. So, short, short time. We can review it and play. Yeah. We can play the whistle part. Like, how did we skip this song? To be honest, TikTok, I was going to write an article on it there, but mm-hmm. I got to... You were to write a, uh, the legal aspect or no, what? the legal aspect. It's just how TikTok actually transformed. So, so I think we've seen it. We've seen a new wave. For example, you know what music videos do for songs, right? We're used to what music videos do for songs. A song comes out, everybody's just saying, hmm, let's see what the video is before we finally judge the song for what it is. A good example would be Aye came out. Aye was nice. When Aye video dropped, David Aye, like David When Aye video dropped, everybody fell in love. It was the first time we're seeing. You know, Nigerian artists were doing modern look, like music yeah. videos, and Aye took it to the village, and it was beautiful. So apparently, it was Michael Jackson. Was it Michael Jackson? Which artist? Michael Jackson's era was when music videos started becoming a thing. Before artists release audio because the visual aspects of visualization syncing with music really just change how people appreciate it and consume music. You know, and now it's TikTok. Yeah, to be honest, that music video thing, I can remember when the video for Skelewood dropped. And, you know, you had that... Uh, David o is the argument. Blood. Like, yeah. That thing alone, mm-hmm. like, it, it made... Sorry, who said David o is that you, Blood? It was, it was, like, is that Eddie Caddy? Was it Eddie Caddy? Yeah. One guy said in the video, one yeah. black At nigga. Yeah. yeah. So, like, TikTok, my God, that place... Is so, I think it's a new wave. It's a new wave for music consumption, like... You like it, but until I can see what people can do with that song and the emotions that it can capture, then I'll be like, the full appreciation for this song really is here. The thing is, I feel like we're even dropping an album these days. You should actually have that one track. Or maybe, like... Well, that's that a problem. Press. That's a problem. Let me tell you the critique for that. When you start making music with marketing at the forefront of your mind, originality now becomes compromised. I think... I agree because I think that like that's the issue that artists are having now. You know, they're like, "Can this song be viral? Is it gonna go viral? Is it gonna capture?" I don't want to be now the person that's saying Gen Z, 
where is it going to capture like that market viral market but I also think that as an artist and I have a cousin and he's been doing music since probably since was like 12 and he's my age and I'm like as an artist as well it must be so hard because you don't know what song is going to take off I, hate, I think a lot of songs so take much. off and I, what I hear a lot when I artists do so interviews much. is I didn't expect it to be that song Mm-hmm. And the oh, yeah. song just blows, like, and it takes you places like what when finesse, Kulosa, Kulosa. When finesse blew, like you could have never no, 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 imagine. But finesse, they even planned it because they wrote it out from TikTok. Closer, yeah, closer was not given to. He didn't release it on his page. He gave it to Colors. He thought it was a was random so song. Sweet. Like I literally just, two months after, like, twenty million, twenty nine million. To, obviously, I'd heard Closer over and over again, but I hadn't actually gone to watch the video. I literally just watched it a few days ago because I saw, you know the whole viral thing where people were copying him. So I said, let me finally go and watch it. And he had this, like, he, that's Oxlade. I'm sorry if I've mispronounced his, his name. Had, had this, had a comment in there. And obviously, you know, that'd be the top. And just, it was just something paraphrasing him, like, you know, thank you so much, everyone. Yeah. Like, I've, this, you know, I've been dreaming about this day for years. And I just thought that was no, so no, 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 no. sweet. But you see what's funny? He made that comment after this thing was released. And he started seeing that it was picking up because he released it along with Iris Stan. A number of people released at the same time on Colors yeah, with Buju. Like it's Color Show. It was in collaboration with Immersion Music. We do some work with Immersion there. there. Is it Immersion? Oh, yeah, so let's, let's even segue into that. What, what's been your biggest case or like your biggest uh, client? That's if you would not be breaking uh, mm, confidentiality. Yeah. yeah. And so this one is not coming. I tried to get in K-Fired. <laughs> I think that the most I've, everyone knows me for doing work with Wiz. I'm, I'm like second chair in Wiz legal team. Oh. Wiz kid. Really? Wow. Yeah. Well, big shot, you know. Big shot Silence. Alone. Big shot alone. So I think Wiz, there's a DSP, a movie DSP that I will not say specifically, but we've mentioned their name inside here done some work for them or some very high level work at like national assembly level that was last year that was one of my favorite moments in legal practice because it was not really it was law but it was also policy and legislative interaction sitting in the national assembly. it was it was it was big time stuff but Wiz, i think is the biggest um not really in nigeria does it really go bigger, go bigger than, than Wiz? <laughs> like if I, does it go bigger than Wiz? It really doesn't. But you know what? This, okay, I was going to ask a question now, but I don't think Nkei can answer as an unbiased person. Because sometimes, and I know people will say... My answer is I'm not talking. I don't, don't compare. Going I'll, just, I'll, just, I'll leave the question That's out a- there. But sometimes like, I compare in my mind you know, the careers of like David Whiskey and Burner Boy. And I think there's, there's so many you know, differences and facets. And it's something that we could have discussed, but NK <laughs> no, is not no. going to discuss that I'm on record. That. So when we finish recording, Team Starboy, <laughs> I will. We will have the discussion after we finish recording. But I mean, literally, when you just told us your biggest case, I mean, we all went silent. So really, that's that's mm. that on that. Mm. But like, where do you see the entertainment industry going? And also, or rather, to be more specific, if that helps, where do you see entertainment law going? Like, what developments do you see happening? And where has it come from? So. Tell us a bit about the past and tell us a bit about what you think the future holds for the entertainment in the past, industry someone's... and the industry as a whole. In the past, if a movie is coming, I remember listening, there was a movie, I can't remember what movie this was, and I was hearing Tony Braxton's song. I remember, one, was it Tony Braxton's song or a Celine Dion song? I about to say, I know it's not last, last year, I'm talking about. That was being played, it was an old Nollywood movie. I remember watching that and I was hearing that. For the time they'll play those things. Nobody gives... Hey, damn. Because number one, you're not even a viable market. Why am I even... I don't even know who you are. You're not even a viable market. Why am I going to pay lawyers to chase you up? How much... The money I'm spending on my lawyers... 
How much do you have to pay me to pay my lawyers? They don't care. They don't bond you in this day and age. Yeah, it's not to chase. <laughs> not to chase Nollywood when you're on Netflix. That song's not even going to go past it because Netflix is going to do their DD when they're buying that content for you or when you're signing off the deal for, for distribution. Oh, yes. Now, I remember um, that Afro um, Beats um, um, documentary, documentary that just came out, which I have not watched. Mm. But I was on the guy's page and I know he was saying that it's been in the works for so many years and what took so long was like the licensing yeah, and yeah. everything, getting the permissions. And there's this. even another podcast I really enjoy. It's like a UK podcast. It's called The Receipts. And yeah, know before they went on Spotify, they were on Apple. I mean, just like, Mm-hmm. Well, now they're actually a Spotify branded podcast. But yeah. before that, at the beginning or was it the end of every episode, they used to like sing um, one of these Usher songs, as in they themselves with their own voice, not mm-hmm. like not like playing it out. And I remember one of their first episodes, like as a Spotify podcast, they were like, "Yeah, guys, we can't do that anymore." Yeah, because that's like you're yeah, doing a live performance, a rendition of the song. Um, where's my where's Netflix? My so I'll tell you for free. Netflix don't play. They don't play. You, you can't actually <laughs> play in that type of market because, well, I am. Um, if I had in disputes, you do disputes too. Used to do disputes. Disclaimer. Sorry, he's a sexy <laughs> entertainment boy now. Dispute lawyers are probably the worst set of people. Oh, no, no. They're, they're my worst. They're the worst set of lawyers. I don't like negotiating deals with them. They're horrible. They will argue law. And then the, the money that we're trying to make from this thing, they will not discuss it. No, but it. We, we've, we had this argument with another one of our guests, actually, about, like, dispute lawyers and versus, like, commerci- the commerciality of contracts. But that's because as a dispute lawyer, you're seeing the, you're seeing the, problem, you're seeing the problem that is going to come. So that's why they call dispute clauses, like, they call them midnight clauses, right? Because we finish doing your contract, and then you just slap it on, you just say, according to the Federal Republic of Nigeria court, or just mm. slap it on and say, we'll go to arbitration. So dispute lawyers are seeing the problem. So we're like... What happens when this goes wrong? What happens when that goes wrong? I don't think we're bad. I just think so, we're... So, so, I think pe- you people are... You're living in la-la-la. Can, can, can I be want to ask this question, guys? Mm-hmm. Do you come across these contracts and you're like, must it be arbitration? How much are you dealing with? Do you know how much you used to pay I, an arbitrator? I, like, I Every single day. Go to court. You don't have money. Or go to mediation. Sometimes I hear people who are not lawyers saying that, oh, arbitration is coming to chase our uh, litigation. And I'm like, bro, you have such an uninformed view. The funny part as well is after arbitration, you still end up in court. You will still end up. You can go all the way to Supreme Court after arbitration. Yeah, that's the problem. You know, people don't even appreciate the value of it. I said um, a UK Supreme Court case to refer yesterday. Mm-hmm. We probably would have a discussion about Oh, litigation. There's always sending um, precedents to themselves. It was a divorce case. They had faced in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Got property, but she found something in England that allowed her to apply settlements in England. So she went to England and she got almost times 10 of what she got in Nigeria. Lord of mercy. In case life is flashing before his eyes. <laughs> you know, at that point I'm like, what? Did you check my back? Court gave her about it was um, Justice Nicole Clay about £21,000. And when she went to England, she got about £295,000. That's actually crazy though. So... Did you see? We're just we're just having a good time, guys. Did you actually answer that question? Like, where do you see the industry going, and where so has I, it come I, I from? I was starting from where where it come from, and I'll give you an example. We represent cavemen as well. Oh gosh, yes. And we had cavemen recently. Isn't it crazy how like I've, interrupting you? But you know, there are certain people that they've just been going and going, and they have a fan base, and then somehow they just blow and they become the hot thing. Yeah. Like 
I feel like I heard about cavemen, right, for the first time very recently from someone I knew who was a big fan. And I was like, after I heard about them, I just used to see them everywhere. Fear niche guys. Guys that have niche markets or niche fan bases, fear mm. them. Because once they pop, you see the Altair guys, you can't play with them. Once they say they're doing anything, I'm real going to lap back. That person <laughs> filled up. <laughs> That's their base. That's their military base. <laughs> Party guys. <laughs> I swear, fear them. So, but what 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 I'm saying is, so we had a dispute where someone went ahead to release a a not a dispute, they release a, a film with a client's content. They were negotiating, and the next thing you're going to release without doing your proper sync clearance. Are you mad? So, me, of course, I have dispute experience now. Slam them a demand letter. They said they wanted to pay. I'm not going to say the amount, but they didn't pay a certain amount. I was like, where and how? Triple the price. Triple the price of what you, and the thing is, thing about clearance for all these things is you better clear before you release because you're on the you have the weaker hand the moment you release because I will take down mm. reputational damage. You don't want that. So clear before you go. So it's a dangerous thing now. But I mean I, and it's so interesting as well to have that legal legal background for these issues because I mean I know when like Beyonce dropped energy and mm-hmm. Kellis was saying that mm-hmm. you know she didn't get cleared and the whole thing with Ferran, people were saying Beyonce clears everything. I know they actually re-released Energy. I did. Without I know. that, I, I heard of it. I heard of I it. I can't lie. I didn't hear the old one and new one and compare. I'm not really that into it like that. So, like, I'm, so that for someone like her, you think that's a bit tacky. Your Beyonce. Well, maybe period. it was just that. Again, maybe you know better than I do. Maybe it's that Kelly isn't actually the one who owned like the right. So maybe she did clear it with people who owned it. She just didn't do the moral clearing. She had let me let me give you this clear. from personal experience. From someone who's as big as Beyonce. Beyonce. Sometimes the language for clearance has been done. The commercials have been set in stone. The lawyers have just not been able to finalize because somebody just mm. changes their mind and there's a fight. And Beyonce's commercial team, probably for some lack of communication, have gone ahead and said, oh, they've given all the deal points. They're sorting it out. Because you would you you would be surprised to hear that a lot of songs get released without finalizing the deal point, and you're still negotiating splits. And then after release, there's Very a problem. Surprised. It happens a lot, and I hate it. They'll bring a song, they'll bring it to you two days before. You're not giving the mix engineer two days before your commercial release date. You're not. You give the mix engineer way ahead and plan marketing. Then the lawyer is not getting your split sheet and your side artist agreement two days to release, and you're not asking me where are we on this. We're not anywhere. We're not going anywhere on this. Honestly, I think that for anyone who does entertainment law is into music, this is going to be a very fascinating episode because for me, a lot of these language people are using is going over my head. But Lambda is laughing, so it must be saying something very interesting. But again, the industry. Entertainment industry and entertainment law. Where's mm-hmm. it been? Where's it going? You could be careless before. You can't try that now. Ah, yes, you did you, say that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, true. You were saying that they, they don't bore your papa. You will bleed from your pocket if you try that. Mm. Um, we're not a local market anymore. Everybody's no. rushing back here. Everybody's rushing down hey, here. Hey, Jimmy Fallon, all these late night shows. I've seen Burner every day there. Said, ah. You know, you had... Um, even the UK guys, um, Skepta, um, even NSG now. NSG had a show. You have to do your shows there. here. You do your shows yeah, here. Yeah, for Beyonce. Chris Brown's an Afrobeat artist. They said the only thing remaining for him is to go to Lucky Face One and buy his house because he's on every other song these days. So you see a thing now you're seeing, like I was mentioning, is a lot of JVs. Yeah, he was the first like. So you're seeing that regularly, like featuring. Yeah. yeah. And now with the record labels, you're seeing like um, some of them are still scared because of market risk and viability, setting up shop proper. So you're not seeing actual buildings, but you've seen like the Warner Warner. Took of, Warner has a JV with um, Chocolate City. I, I think that's 
You know, Chocolate City is probably one of those labels that I see as the most um what's it called? The the most commercial of all labels in Nigeria. Chocolate City. Yeah. I reserve my comments. I reserve my comments. All his respect. No, 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 I reserve my comments. I'll just. Oh, sorry, you can't, you can't say anything. I won't say anything. Okay, sorry. This is again like the, apparently like the whiskey. Uh, I don't have music like out there. But the kind of business they do, you will see that they actually are concerned about profitability but, as opposed to being very popular. No, let's not make in case anything, please. Do, I don't yeah, want but no, come uh, and tell me to maybe I have more. I have more arguments that are better said off. Yeah, maybe you have better guys we'll, 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 we'll take we'll take, we'll take maybe not inside maybe just a perspective we'll not, not even perspective record, just record. personal opinions about it but um okay but so you, i don't want you to continue because i don't want anybody to slip on it and tell yeah, you so i'm shifting i'm shifting the after. conversation so where are we going so you said where we jv's from okay, a lot, a lot of jv's are going on okay. um warner warner and um chocolate city you're seeing empire and uh what's that olami days ybnl you're seeing um what's these guys again and then you're seeing a wave of empires doing distribution almost every day. You know, you know, this is actually an international trade issue. Like, it's more <laughs> or less international trade because yeah. you're leaving one jurisdiction and coming to another jurisdiction mm-hmm. to take products. Mm-hmm. And, like, it just shows how big Nigerian music is. has grown. PwC, PwC, is it 2021 part? I report that our entertainment and media industry will be generating somewhere between $7 billion to 14 billion dollars 2021 to 2025 Whoa. 2021 to 2025 between that time PWC. so that's where we're going jv's so i think that then sweetly takes me into where is in k going like do you see yourself in the law like for the foreseeable future do you see yourself <laughs> transitioning out of law we're still going to talk about your your music career so uh, i feel like this is catching me right in the midst of all of my personal reflections recently yes the well, roads are are <laughs> the roads split into i've been a state of zen lately i've just been thinking where am i going with my life mm. um but is it law you'd question law a lot in this country you have yeah. reasons to question law a lot in this country and it's nice when you see the lawyers who finally reach the destination and like they'll tell you wait to that big tickets from there everything would change but how much more patience can we exercise in our day and in our age so i feel like for me for me I'm just going to do my law until the day where I say, okay, do you know what? I'm tired of this kind of money and uh, I've done it. I've done it. Yeah, that's actually very, very interesting. You know, um, do, you, do you in any way see yourself rejigging your music career? Yes. Can we tempt you back? And also, please plug your musical. Tell us what, where your songs are, you know, all of that. So, so let, me give, uh, let me give a brief history to, to my music. Uh, I started in uni in, in, in England towards final year and then I dropped one song, Your Love, and it, it spread like it might, that was the time when Twitter was not so filled up. So you didn't even have so I didn't even have any marketing plan or anything. I just dropped one song, Your Love, and Your Love went viral in the UK. Every weekend I was at a wedding performing Your Love. Every weekend I was if I was I would be called to unis to come and perform. Like it was ridiculous. I was like I was imagine your first single being so big that you're like, what am I doing in my life? I didn't plan for this. It was just a try this thing on or joke about it. And I was everywhere in universities in the UK. If you didn't know your love, you'd be like, everyone knew your love. People were messaging me to have, um, um, oh, we want to do, want to work with you. We want to sign this with you. I was like, it's too early. I'm confused. I don't know what I'm doing. I just dropped one song. 
Okay, so what happened after? So I said, listen, I'm going to put law on pause. I could have gone to law school. I was supposed to do my master's in media. I said, nah, I'm going to defer. And I came to Lagos. For context, my family lives in Port Harcourt. So I came to Lagos, landed in Nigeria. I said, I'm going to do my NYC. So I used NYC year to get this music popping. I was depressed. And huh? I was depressed because it wasn't popping. I thought that people were looking for me. Though. Nobody was on ground. Where the people that said, once you land in Nigeria, it's going. Mm. So you got that taste of success very early. And then you and come then back. And hard to recapture it. I was like, so I'm probably better off in the UK. And then I run back to the UK. I was depressed in Nigeria. I run back to the UK. It's still not popping because I don't have any songs out. Then I run back to Nigeria after my master's. And I record my first EP, Life and Meaning, doing my master's. I drop Life and Meaning EP and my, my life changes because... The numbers on that project are ridiculous. I started striking over a million seven hundred thousand. That's how he's still songs. getting his royalties. Though. I now thought, okay, my, my friend who was who was, also, who was my first producer then says, let's do a joint EP. We then do an EP Afro Gospel to the world, and then the EP takes off. I thought that the numbers on the last one were crazy. We have a song on there that's over like three point something million on YouTube alone. I have money stuck in in um. I have money stuck in what's it called Google AdSense because we couldn't get it out. Good dollars. That's how much money. I was like, what is going on? But then it became harder. Law school is kicking in. Attention is being. So do you think that you would have quote unquote blown if you could have invested that full time? Let's say you just said, you know, f the law. I'm facing. And these are life questions that you probably get when you see Angel Gabriel at the end. You're like, <laughs> show me what the odds would have. <laughs> Tell me what the, show me be. My the reason why I think I mainly left music was it's two things. The money was good, but music is very capital intensive. And she's a fickle mistress. And you need to put it, you need to put that money back inside. So oh, you're making nice money. So I'm thinking, how much is left for me to say I want to live a good life? And how much needs to be invested back into music? And the second thing is it's very unstable. So one thing people don't realize is that artists struggle with mental health issues a lot. I have a hit. Can I do it again? I did. I had a successful year. Can I have the next year successful? You see artists that have two successful years. Peruzzi at one point was at the top of songwriting in Nigeria. Have we seen that many songs uh, recently? That, what's that one that he just dropped? Da, 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 but it's a beautiful da, song. Da, 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 it's a beautiful da, da, song. Da, da, da. But it's the wave still. It's the spotlight still like, on you. Like, I, I banged that thing out. It's a beautiful song, but it's the spotlight still on you. Mm. So you have to deal with that. Who is the reigning guy? Who is the next new thing? Naira Mali was a god in mm. Nigeria in 2019. Okay, since you cannot have the burner with um, um, the video discussion, I would then say, you know, compare. No, you're not really comparing, but when Naira, what Naira was experiencing in 2019 and what Ashake is experiencing now, Ashake, what I would say is that wait, I, I feel like Naira was a Naira was a cult, it's right? Malians, like yeah, it, it was a cult it was. following. It was. But I feel like Ashake, people actually, but people didn't really think the quality of Naira's music was all that. So people were like, "Wow, Naira's dropped that US song, to Banga, be like." Twenty whatever in England, his first songs, all those uh, I don't know, all those hood black boys. Songs yeah, so people were really saying, "Oh my God, Naira's dropped another he one." I love this music. Now. I love this music. Like, me speaking for the Naira I knew in twenty nineteen, obviously not before then. But for Ashake, I feel like the cult following is like, "Wow, this guy is dropping quality stuff, and he's dropping it again and again. This quality, this quality, this quality, this quality." I have agreed with you now. You cannot. Oh say my that God! Thank God, Olamide, do you agree? I I always seek perfection. Three for three. Why? 
or people like Asha. Yes. And I don't think... Nah, yeah. But the thing is, Ashake also has a... I would actually say Ashake is called following. No, no, wait. I would say wait, wait. No, not like ma- it's no, a, no, it's a no, supremacy. no, not not Malians. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Ashake's own is like, it's almost like a Beyonce thing in the sense of you can't even yeah. say you don't like Ashake, and it's just is. So whereas, you don't like Ashake, so whereas boys will beat you up anyway. Exactly. So whereas, like Na- Naira's cult following was like a nine out of ten obsession from a good number of people. Ashake's own is like a. 7.9 love across the entire board. Mm-hmm. So it's not even so much a call following, it's like a it's like an agreed acceptance of love. You get me. Whereas Naira Mali, it was like there were two sides. There were people that loved him Mali and there were other people that were like, uh if I think that when you guys like Naira Mali, like many people No, I want to hear in agree with me, please. All I'm quiet. I think that when you guys are doing an excerpt of this podcast, you should cut that thing and agree that that agreed acceptance part, that's the highlight. It's just the agreed acceptance. Just everybody like literally I posted we, an Insta story and I was like, like speaking I, the girls. This is the preamble. We the people of Nigeria. <laughs> yes, we choose Ashake as our Supreme representative. Leader. In twenty nineteen, if Naira Mali, you know, before the entire protest, everyone expected that Naira Mali would join him. Oh, oh, because oh. it's like you know the anti that would have god level. The protest <laughs> what the protest would have succeeded more. What are you saying? You know we don't we recorded like massive number like massive turnout yeah. God, now it was a god. Now everybody was the only person that had a show in lockdown. What are you telling me? No, but again, Ashake, I don't know how he's doing this thing. Just quality after quality. And so, it's just a standard. And I, like, I like that effect keeps emphasizing. And I've been seeing all these jokes that people have seen on Twitter that does this guy own money? I did not like, I did not like Naira's music. music. I didn't like Naira's music. music. The thing was, but people like his persona and what he represented. Jonah and, Rex, and Rexy were doing the work. The effects, that child voice in the back yeah. that was always, it was making it sound sonically pleasing. Yeah. But the quality of Ashake's work, everybody is doing, there's no song that doesn't have he crowd have, vocals now. He just has the songs the in the chamber. Ashake said, see, this is my moment, you will hear all my songs. I saw one tweet, I said I had to die. They said, Ashake is doing like, they said 31 December 22, he has to return his talent. Yeah, yeah, no, no. And, and, and that's, and even for me, like my pin tweet, if you go on Twitter now, my pin tweet is, um, before they use me, I go use my set. Um, I just mm. blow, but I know my set. Ah, guys. That's my pin tweet. It's like someone That's else wild. said, let me read it that, out for you that, guys. That, Give me a quick that, that line. Let me tell you how someone explained no, it. No, please, when you get to it, that line has so many layers. It's like, you th- it's like him saying, see, I know I'm the hot thing, but I know the people I'm looking at. So, because at the end of the day, Ashake and Bernard are still not on the same level. Yeah. Ashake is saying, see, don't bust my brain. I know what no, I am looking so at. So this is what the person said. When Ashake said... I just blow bottom I know myself. I felt that as in grateful for the success and all that. Thanks, but it's love. been long overdue. I deserve it, mm. so don't play with me. I'm not your mate. Poetic. The truth, the truth, the truth is snapping, snapping. This guy is preparation meets. You know the thing they say preparation opportunity. meets opportunity. What's that? Mr. The Money has been looking for the opportunity. But do you know what's even crazy? Like Mr. Money dropped it. Was it 2019 or 2020? Mr. Money. Mr. Money. No, not Mr. Money. Uh, um, Mr. Money the, the song. The song. Was it 2019? Yeah. No, no, the actual song. I think song. it was 29. 2020? It was before that. Yeah, yeah it was like, yes, my yeah. energy is high. Yeah. And do you know what I think so interesting about that song? That song actually blew. Did, but but Ashake didn't blow. But that song blew. So in fact, I was having a conversation with some people over the weekend and I was like, that's, I was saying, I was mentioning that song as one of my favorite songs actually. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh my God, Ashake is the one that sang that song. Mm-hmm. So like, I also think that's so interesting as well for musicians sometimes when your song blows bigger than but you we do. we don't know you. When we that you're, care. 
one song just goes astronomical. And again, it's about trying to recapture that success. Like, I'm so happy for it. And now his name is escaping me, but the finesse guy. I mean, Phil. he's, yes, he's actually followed Phil. this up. He's got, you know, electricity. And he actually seems like he's not just going to be a one-hit and wonder. And it's not, it's not a fluke. Phil knows he's, all the success <laughs> of Alami Day, those productions are awful. Oh my God, do you know what? When, you, when you're talented, you're actually You're talented. talented. Let's, let's do this is me as I am. I'm a walking Olami Day and Files stan account. Olami Day's music, amazing. Files, I just liked his personality. I liked his music. Files' music videos. Since I can't remember when, what's that one he did with Yemi Alade? Even well, before that was then, one of my or, favorite or, ones. Or, or even his Tony yeah, Tomato. He, he, there was work. a time when Fouls was the one who was actually bringing out music videos that made sense. It wasn't oh just red cop and party. Soldier, Soldier with music Simi videos. Was remember that we're doing so, yes. Soldier with Simi. Uh, of course, now the what's it called? The opening scene of Soldier ah. was just out of the And he actually put, looked like he was putting thought and his his concerts were God. This is an offshoot, but nothing irritates me more than Nigerian musicians. Why? Cop and Hype Man is not a concert, guys. Please now. His concert is still on Netflix. Isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, the Files, the one he yeah, did. Yeah, I can't remember what it's called now, but yes, Files Experience. Yeah. So it's about, and I feel like Ashake, I just, I'm hoping, no, don't fall my hand. I'm hoping that he brings that level of artistry to his stage yeah, performances as well. Because there was this, um, what's the name? Echo Room. Uh, freestyle he did not mm. freestyle like rendition of one of his Baba songs. that um, yeah Baba on the EP yeah the um, it's one of the, I think it's the last song on that EP, EP yeah that he rendered and it was really smooth mm. at that point I now like I respected him more because this guy actually does have the vocals Forget but let me tell you something music. let me tell you something from a recording he used to be a recording artist that could be hmm. brought back. Yeah, so still getting royalties, guys. Listen, listen to his stuff. Oh. You cannot listen to Ashake's music and not think, what is this excellent? Do you know how much it takes to lay those type of vocals the way he lays them? Every other person who does it, you hear that the artists are singing, everybody in the background is singing in unison. Everybody has done what Ashake is doing with crowd vocals. Burner Boy has done it. Whiskey on the recent song has done it. Ira Star has done it. Adekule Gold has done it. Everybody... P-Square with their recent single did it. Everybody's using crowd vocals. But the way Ashaked layers it, and his magic, his producer, is the key guy to this thing as well because the way he lays it is unbelievable. Look at Organize. Look at how he starts. Organize. The layer in the mixing. So, so I'm, I'm even the mixing as well. So I'm asking a question like, you know the number of vocals that go to the back of those things and how they have to mix it so it sounds just what it should sound like and not one sound But I saw a tweet that they had gone for Fireboy's bandana that they had over 11 versions of the mix wow. to get that song right because of the, the choral feel that Ashake brought. You know, even there was this snippet of the video shoot where he was parting the song. Yeah, and yeah, was, I saw and that. he was doing another, another version. version of So that's what I think people like about him, like his musicality. Like you're actually like musicality exists. It's not just not like there's a sense and an understanding. He knows what he's doing. And I think that Olamide sees a lot of himself. Oh my him. god, do you know what so, I love Olamide? I'm a walking Olamide stand account. Like Olamide's music. Like you know when they're like people that don't bring out bad song. Who, who is it? Uh, who whose album or whose concert was called No, no Bad no Songs? Bad songs. Kiz, Kiz, yeah, like Olamide, like he's just he's just really. So good. I think that Ashake is doing the A and R for this thing for this guy. The A and R, the artist and repertoire is basically. No, I think it's Olamide. Olamide does it. That's what I'm saying. He's the one doing it for. He can see that the guy knows what he's doing and he's yeah. pouring all his money. Someone says Ashake is you not. You see, Twitter they said they don't. Olamide doesn't want to let his golden goose go. Exactly what I was about to say. He knows what he's doing. That this guy knows what he's doing and they're not playing with it. The reason I have a I have a theory that he was probably paid he bought his house from his advance from Empire for the album. Because Empire didn't come on board until like I think around Palazzo ish. 
That's when they came Palazzo, So I'm thinking they saw the numbers that Shekel was doing and the fact that he was taking over Nigeria. His advanced negotiator was probably stupid money. And that's where he bought his house and his car from. So guys, we're going to stop here. But if you want <laughs> NK again, the way me, I want NK to come back. Please let us know. But this has been so fun. We've talked about everything. Entertainment industry. Entertainment I didn't even know law, that we spent that much time. Ashake, you know, like <laughs> Big Wheezy. So guys, last to round up the episode, and can you know plug yourself? I mean, not your law, because you know RPC, we can't do that. But your music, any businesses you want to talk about? Um, Mister underscore NK, Instagram, Twitter, um, LinkedIn, Emmanuel Camera. That's that's what is on there. Um, for my music, <coughs> we'll see. Let's see. Ah, you don't want to plug the music. You don't want to NK. Yeah, search NK on on YouTube. You you get you get results. He said, if you don't know. Get to know. If you're looking to get married, I have a very beautiful song called Promise. You see? At least, thank God he has plugged something. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. You know, from... Olamide. And from Ife. Guys, Olamide is Japan, so we're going to have to be figuring out how we're going to do this across the oceans. Even today, you see me and Olamide struggling over the same mic. But, you know, we do what we do. So please, let us know if you like this episode, because me, I really like it. But yeah, rounding off the beginning of our season... Thank you so much, as always, from the bar.